Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. It's a lovely morning. In fact, the sun's been trying to break through. It's a little overcast right now. We're hoping that's going to be changing. I think it's the spirit of Halloween. Halloween spirit. Making it kind of grim looking Whoa, outside. Like, kind of scary. Oh, my gosh. And you're getting your trick-or-treaters ready for Halloween, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's been a mad, like, literally five days in a row, building, constructing, hot gluing, burns. Wow. Oh, yeah. We go all out. Wow. Yeah. So, you then, obviously do. Yeah. My outfit is definitely set aside. <laughs> I can't tell you. You'll find out tomorrow, people. I know. I, you know, because I won't be in the studio, but here in mm-hmm. the KKNW, um, where this radio station is, they actually have a Halloween costume contest. It's pretty big for us here. It's we, really we go big. all out. So a I lot have of, been yeah. here uh, on that day a few mm-hmm. times, you know, over the years, and it's quite amazing. You guys even have like a potluck. and Yeah, we usually do. And, uh, you know, for we do have a, some, a contest, so to speak. Who, uh, what do you win? What, what are the... uh, it's usually like a gift certificate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't really announced it. Yeah. It's usually like around. <laughs> it's like nobody cares about the gift. They just all want to da- dress up and eat food. It's, probably, it's just <laughs> probably trade to another <laughs> to another business. No, it's really cool. But right. uh, a lot of people keep their stuff on the down low. I, I don't give out any secrets until I walk. I mean, what's nice is I'm here so early. Right. So I can I can be like one of the first couple of people here getting their stuff together. And then wow. And other people trickle in. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. I got mine. Well, Justine and I already know. So we're, we're privy to yes, the I'm information. Keeping, yeah, I'm we're in the loop. You. I'm we're in the loop. You. Yeah. It's a, it's a magician's code of <laughs> conduct. You know, if you, we won't say a yeah, word. Right. We're excited for it, though. I think it's a great choice, Thank a wonderful you. choice. Thank you. So welcome to the show. Because we are on the eve of Halloween, basically, I mean, Saturday in the U.S. is Halloween. And it's a special, it's probably one of my favorite holidays. I love the whole holiday season. So Halloween kind of kicks it off and mm-hmm. then we go into Thanksgiving and Christmas. I, it really is. I love all that stuff. But I think one of the reasons why I like Halloween so much is also when the, the veil thins. Very, very thin. So the veil, which is kind of, to me, it looks like a placenta that surrounds the earth. And when we are becoming more conscious and we're able to see into the darkness, if you will, which is really into the darkness of ourselves. When we, when we can see into the darkness of our own being, we become multisensory. We can see energy. We can hear it. We can feel it. So on Halloween, the veil thins really, 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 really thin. And, and so when that happens, you get clarity. You can see, hear, or feel, or understand things that you didn't understand before. And the other side or other dimensional time-space realities are extremely busy. There's a lot going on all the time. Constantly, It's a very busy place, just like Earth is very busy, but it just happens to be in a different way. Happens to be based on more spirituality and truth and awareness and mysticism. Uh, And, of course, a lot of people have a lot of fears about the mystic realm, if you will. You know, a lot of people are afraid of even things like the devil or hell or ghosts or things that go bump in the night or even exorcism. People are afraid of all of these kind of poltergeist 
ideas. And I, it kind of actually doesn't surprise me because when the veil is thin, you can feel more. And as humans, unless we can see it or understand it, we immediately make it sound like it's terrible. <laughs> you know, like there's a ghost in the house. What's going on? Yeah, there's like a preconceived notion around fear or negativity around that kind of stuff. Right. Like, oh, ghosts are bad. It's actually, actually they're not really bad. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's good ghosts and good spirits. There are good why, ghosts. Why this is bad? true. Yeah. This is very true. But I think it's even fun to be in kind of the fear of it. I think it sure. helps us to actually let that world be a part of our world. So however you want to connect with, if you want to get really scared on Halloween, which, um, you know, Mina, my youngest, who's moved back into the house while she's finishing her last year of law school, she says my Halloween decorations are too scary. And believe me, they are not. But I do have one witch who is kind of scary. And she goes, Mom, don't you remember that little boy last year who's on the porch telling his mommy it was too scary? He was adorable. He's like two or three, well, probably three or four. But he was so freaking cute. But no, the witch is going to be out on the porch again greeting, <laughs> you know, trick-or-treaters. So if you, if you have to get into that high energy frequency of fear, that's okay. However you can get into the mystic realm, whatever gets you there is wonderful. What I will be talking about today, though, is that, yeah, there are a lot of things that go bump in the night when you go into the mystic realm or the unseen world. But most of it is benevolent. And so we'll be talking about that. I still want, if you want to be scared, be scared. But I'll be talking about why maybe it's not so scary. I currently have a little spirit guide or ghost messing with the, the light in my closet. Really? Like, I swear it's not me forgetting to turn it on <laughs> and off. I swear. Do you have someone on the other side? I that's, could. I could. Well, well, who in your family? Is, uh, well, my dad. Yeah, because uh, it's I'm a thinking, male. I, I'm, well, I'm thinking it might be the uh, the previous owner or partner. No, that's not No, me. I think it's oh, your she's father. Not she's not yeah, no, my I, dad. What's I think my it's dad your dad. Do? What's he because, keeping the light on Because, well, for? you love Halloween. Well, yeah. Because this hasn't been happening for a long period of time. This is actually fairly recent. And you're doing all this cool stuff with your boys yeah. to help them have an amazing trick-or-treating experience. And your dad wishes he was there helping you. Yeah. Thanks, so Dad. yeah, so he's hanging out in the closet, <laughs> turning on and off the lights to go, <laughs> son, I'm here. And he says, and I haven't always been there. So, you know, here I am. See, there's the key. Right yeah, there. I'm in the garage with you, working on these things, helping you, taking notes so that the next time I incarnate, if I decide to be a parent, I'm going to do a little bit better job. Interesting. That's what he's telling you. Wow. And, and, he, and that's why he kept turning on the lights because he, he, he was so happy it caught your attention. This is one of the things that people yeah. do on the other side is they want to catch our attention. Mm -hmm. They really do know what we're going through. They know what we're hearing, feeling, thinking, speaking. Uh, they even can see us having sex. <laughs> but Before that, last comment right there, I had to check my arm. I'm getting goosebumps already because you're talking about my dad. But the sex part, we might need yeah. to leave him out. Well, it's just, well, of course. I mean, to sure, them, sure, it's sure. not I interesting. Know, I know, I know. Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of like us watching animals. Please turn the light off yeah. before you leave now. <laughs> <At this laughs> they're point. just like, oh, they're doing that thing again that I don't get to do anymore in that way. Uh, whatever, you know, and they just kind of go into the other room. But um, in other words, every form of our life is exposed to the multi-sensory multi right. world. Right, you right, know, right. there isn't a time in our life. But, yeah, it's your dad. Aww. It's totally your dad. Cool. I know. I love it. I love it. So as we're talking about this today in between calls, um, I'm going to continue to talk mm -hmm. about even the scary stuff because there are people who have been really, really terrified by the multisensory world. A lot of what creates the terror is when we have a strong energy, anxiety, or emotion. When people have a, a, a very sensitive energetic system themselves and they are kind of afraid of life in general, they attract 
the experience for them will be more difficult, more challenging, and more scary. So you always want to check on your own emotional body before you determine if something was a poltergeist, perhaps, because those do exist. They're just in very small you know, percentages, or a ghost that's mischievous and having a bad cranky day, which is also very small in, 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 in terms of percentage of how often that happens. Or is it your dad in the closet trying to help you um, have a wonderful time with your children on Halloween because he wasn't actually doing that when you were a kid, and now he has all the time in the world to hang out with you. I'm mm. just trying to process a lot of the memories, and the, I'm Aww. trying to put him back in. And I think you're you're absolutely right. It's just it's really cool. It's really it's cool. Really cool. I, I really love it, and that's really the beauty of the veil thinning on Halloween. You mm-hmm. get to see how much people love you and care about you and cherish you. You have an opportunity mm-hmm. to see how wonderful the world is beyond the physical mm-hmm. realm, and that that realm is a part of this realm. And to jump back on the negativity, which a lot of people kind of have, like, you know, Halloween or Hallow's Eve, it's all dark and gloomy and all that. I had a professor at WSU that actually had a theory of communication class. He did everything on the reverse around that particular day. Here's here's some of the list. He got married on Halloween. Lovely. He got married in a cemetery. Love it. Him and his wife wear rings on the opposite hands. Love it. Right? Yeah. Their favorite colors are like black. I mean, <laughs> it's completely the re- reversal right. of what's traditionally known around right. the holidays or, or um, representing that. I would say that probably it is very cool. Mm -hmm. My most favorite playground when I was growing up in like um, junior high and high school time period was a cemetery. That's where I spent most of my time and I loved it. Well, it's a gift of celebration anyways for the person's life. It's really lovely. Yeah. And and all these people are at rest, you know, they're at rest and they're, they're onto another space. It's it's almost like being when you can celebrate death in that way. It's almost like you're transforming your own experience into a multi world because mm-hmm. these people are in a different ex- place now. So you're celebrating that and you're connecting with them while they're in a different place, which is really almost like being in the future, which is uh, a, maybe a u- unique way of looking at it. Like this professor. So why don't we go ahead and start on our phone lines? We'll take Carolyn from Massachusetts. Oh, and if you'd like to join us, eight seven seven eight two five. 8828 is the number for Marine Manutary's radio show. Carolyn, are you calling in from the great state of Massachusetts or a town in particular? Um, well, I'm calling in from uh, Holyoke, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Lovely. Just outside of Northampton. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. So what can um, I do for you, Carolyn? Uh, so I just had a question about my business. Um, so I'm a Reiki teacher and practitioner. Oh, and I've thank you. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you. I love it. Um, I've just been having a little bit of like kind of a crisis, not crisis, but, you know, I feel like I've been very impatient around the progress of how my business is going, and um, I just would just like your advice on what I can do to either speed it up, or maybe I should take a completely different path, or I don't know. I'm just feeling a little bit unsure about things. Okay, great. So, So here's what I'm seeing when I look at your energy system, is that you tend to, at least on this topic anyway, and this is your livelihood, you tend to contract your energy when you talk about it. And when people need to grow and change and be directed by another person to help them, the person who's helping them needs to have their energy very, very expanded. So healers, including physicians, because they're healers, of course, therapists, People who are working to help other people to have more consciousness, awareness, or to heal their body, their energy needs to be expanded. That means their org field needs to be really, really huge because the person that you're laying hands on needs to be affected by high-frequency vibration, higher than their frequency. And when you're 
auric field is expanded, you're going to get information that is at a higher place than their ability to gain information. So the, what makes people want to come back or tell their friends is when they have an experience that affects them so deeply energetically that it it stays with them for weeks, maybe months, perhaps forever, if they do some of the homework that you've reminded them to do, that you've asked them to do to shift their frequency. But your energy has to be much more expanded than it is right now. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It definitely does. Um, and, it's, and it's funny because I find that when I have clients in the door, they tend to stay or they'll come back regularly. Um, but it's kind of getting them to come in in the first place, which has been my challenge. Well, when uh, your energy is contracted, people are not going to be attracted to you. You're going to feel like everyone else on the planet. You have to feel different. You have to feel energized. You have to feel confident. You have to feel like there's a, so much beautiful expanded energy around you that someone's going to be attracted to you and they're going to come into your light, into your auric system and want to be transformed by your energy. So you need to have your energy expanded. And the more expanded it is when you do work on those clients who come back to see you, they're going to tell more and more and more and more people. And and do you know how to expand your energy? Do you know, like, what what's the best method to do that? Um, I do, like, a lot of, like, every day kind of do a lot of, like, gratitude, kind of expressions mm. of gratitude. Mm-hmm. But um, I would be open to any other advice that you have. Yeah, well, I love what you're doing gratitude is huge but yes you have to be happy that's what creates an expanded you know energy system is happiness and when you're expanded then you can get information that your clients cannot get to it's not it doesn't mean that they couldn't but very few people expand their energy so if you expand yours you're going to be able to get information and let them have experiences that they can't have without you for now okay right definitely okay good question by the way and happy halloween Thank you. You yeah. too. Do you uh, dress up? Um, I haven't for the last few years. I've been a little bit lazy around <gasps> it. Um, <but laughs> I would save it to the last minute. So, um, but I'm I'm been thinking about it the last few days. So. All right, I'm sure it'll be I, I something beautiful. I think we beautiful. might need to get you to do it this year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling. It'll be She's amazing. Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm be lazy and hand out. Candy. <laughs> so we're gonna take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Okay, Sarah, I'm dropping you at Emily's, and Josh, you're going to soccer, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and by the way, when I pick you up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, me and my short shorts doing my daddy dance. Your friends will love it. No! Well, I might change my mind if you buckle your seatbelts. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Whatever it takes, keep them safe. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. How can Marie Manucheri help you create a better life? Check out her events page and attend a workshop. Working with Marie is a life-changing experience. If you want to find an effective way to make significant improvements in your life, sign up for a class today at energyintuitive.com.
On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back John Welshans, a spiritual teacher who applies ancient wisdom with a contemporary touch. On Halloween Saturday, Richard Southall entertains us with spooky stories from the haunted plantations of Old Dixie. Then stay tuned to Eileen Grimes, host of Jupiter Rising in the second hour. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Outside the box, outside the norm, inside your radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. We're talking about the spirit world as we're getting ready for Halloween. So poltergeists actually are real. That is when objects start to move. Um, And it's really because there's a ton of trapped energy, perhaps in an area where there's been a lot of sorrow and grief or loss or, you know, a violent crime that's occurred in the past. If that energy isn't moved around, like I'm sure that when you, for many of the people who are listening in your home, you can tell when the energy starts to get stagnant. And some people like myself, I move my furniture around. I move things around. I move, you know, the my knickknacks or my art or I move carpeting. I just did that too yesterday as a matter Did of you fact. really? I moved my dining room table just around just to make a little more room for the boys and I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty good there. I'll leave it. Right. But so, I, I just randomly did it. Right. Well, and I think when people can feel energy, it is Maybe like a random is. thing. Yeah. They just know, oh, the energy feels off in here. I'm going to re exactly. I'm going to reorganize my furniture, yeah. right? So so it's a very good thing. Well, when a poltergeist happens, nobody's been rearranging the furniture and it's been building up and building up with a lot of heavy, stagnant energy. And just like the earth herself, when she's full of stagnant energy, she may blow a fuse, right? She may have a volcano erupt or an earthquake occur or a tsunami. So the thing, same thing is true when it comes to like poltergeist activities. The energy has to erupt. It has to let go eventually. It has to disperse. And so it creates a very kind of scary, weird phenomenon with voices that could be trapped from the event that occurred maybe you know hundreds of years ago or feelings mm-hmm. like a person can walk past a place where a poltergeist could potentially happen and feel very scared hmm. and, and terrified because the energy that's trapped there is is beginning to move out and so you can you know we sensitive humans can actually feel that kind of energy but it doesn't mean that it's going to follow someone around the planet and chase them around and make their life horrific it's just going to be you know a temporary disruption until that energy is completely released and recycled and that's what it wants it wants to be recycled it doesn't want to feel that trapped com, you know contracted impact of the discomfort it wants to release and recycle into something different so poltergeists are actually good when they happen um, you just kind of don't want to be in the way when it occurs. <laughs> right. Give them their space. Yeah, right. Give it give it its space. And, and it's kind of like when you think about emotions that could be trapped into anything. They could be trapped into furniture. They could be trapped in the wall. Um, and that everything needs to release. And so it's, it's really not that scary when you can look at it from that perspective mm-hmm. rather than, oh, my gosh, there's a demon stuck in the wall who's screaming at everybody when they walk by. No, it's just some trapped emotions from something that happened over long periods of time, and it hasn't been released yet. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. It's fascinating. Perfect. Why don't we go ahead and go to the phone line? Sure. And if you'd like to join us, we are taking your calls uh, today, and it's uh, just before Halloween, so this is a live show. 877-825-8828 is the number. I'll say it a little slower. 
for all uh, the ghosts and goblins out there, 877-825-8828 is the number. Julie is calling in from Seattle. So, Julie, welcome to the show. Oh, great. Pulled over in a cemetery to talk to you. Yeah! I love it, Julie. Nice. Thank you for doing I wish I was there with you. It's wonderful. Very, <laughs> very lovely. Very beautiful. So what can I do for you? Well, I have a question about spirit guides mm-hmm. and archways. I'm, mm-hmm. I've uh, gotten your book on audio and really enjoying it. Thank and you. I've done the, yeah. And I've done the, you know, the spirit guide meditation and I keep on seeing lights. And Good. That's I'm, fantastic. Yeah. I'm trying to get more in depth, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know I need more practice at it, but I was wondering if you could shed some light on that. Sure. Um, and you're right. It does take practice. And it's really not about, a lot of people think, oh, I have to practice this connection to the other side so that I can hear or understand messages from my spirit guides. But really what we're looking for is practice for you to to get out of your head and stop thinking. That's really what's what prevents individuals from having a multisensory experience with anything, but particularly the spirit guides that you chose before you came to Earth. So so what happens prior to coming into physical form, you were on the other side in the fifth dimension, and you were like, this is just my, um, my I, I guess you could say, perception of it. You were sitting at a round table with maybe God, creation, angels, whatever language you want to use, very high elevated beings. And and you're going through your previous lifetimes looking at everything that's occurred. Because a lot of times what we're working on, we've been working on for centuries, hundreds of years, believe it or not. And that's why we need to be nicer and kinder to ourselves too, because we're really hard on ourselves. And yet we're working really, really hard. Um, so while you're over there, um, it, it's about a four-year process on the other side before someone incarnates typically. And so you're planning things out during that four-year time period. And so while you're at the round table talking to all these people who are devoted to you and who love you and are unconditional in their support, you're also picking out who your spirit guides are going to be. So to be a spirit guide or to incarnate in any dimension is actually is free will. No one has to, no one even ever has to reincarnate to the earth realm if they don't want to. Obviously, it's a popular destination. We have like 7 billion human souls on the earth realm. That's quite a bit. And the earth seems still quite happy about it, which I find very, very interesting. So uh, you pick these people. You picked five. You picked five spirit guides to help you. Oh, Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. So, yeah, you picked five spirit guides to help you um, in your evolutionary process during this lifetime. And so these are beings who you believe are more evolved than you are. They are not from your family line, not at least from this lifetime. Typically, we pick people who we are not involved in our family line because they could be somewhat biased or get their emotions connected. And we don't want that. We want neutrality and someone who's really going to be looking for your higher self and guiding you towards that higher consciousness always, right? Um, Your primary guide is a female, um, and the rest of them are men. So you have more masculine energy in your guide group, but the primary guide that can never, ever leave your side is female energy, which is lovely. Wow. Yeah, and they're very high evolved beings. They look like blinding bright light, so they're very, very evolved um, the lighter they look to me, the the more translucent their energy is. To me, that's an interpretation that they're very evolved, and and in fact, they're kind of they're funny, um, which means that you learn best with humor, and that you're probably a very funny person as well. And it would be great for you to let yourself be funnier because you take life way too seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so they're saying that uh, that it would be really great for you. Um, to 
stop pretending that you're not as aware as you are. And they said it really hysterically. I can't translate it exactly. They actually showed me some sort of cartoon. and But they said that you hold yourself back a lot and you pretend that you're not as conscious as you are. And they said that, you know, that's really not in your best interest. Okay. So I would kind of meditate on that idea and see if that's true for you and see if in what relationships you might be holding back your insight and your consciousness that needs to come forward. Got it. Okay? Yay. Okay. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Sure. Have a great day. All right. You too. All righty. So who do we have next? Sure. Uh, and if you'd like to join us, 877-825-8828 is the number. Uh, this is the Marie Manucherry Show. If you're just tuning in, we are discussing about uh, everything scary today from uh, ghosts, ghosts and goblins to spiritual uh, atmospheric areas. I mean, yeah. all types. Poltergeists, you did Yeah, poltergeists. So, and, I mean, and so they do exist. But mm-hmm. remember, it's just trapped energy. Right. Um, I, what I find funny, because a lot of people believe in hell, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that, can, of course, is from our religious roots. Um, but I think it's also something that we've used historically to keep people in, in moral checkpoints, you know, like to not act in in, in, in moral ways. But the reality is I don't think hell exists. I've looked a lot throughout the cosmos. I've never seen a hell. I've only seen benevolent, kind, loving, forgiving, generous energy. I think the earth realm has more actual physical life experiences that would probably be more related to the hell that we believe exists. I mean, we have war and famine and crime here on this dimension, which is not common in other time-space realities. So the human realm is one of the lowest time-space realities that exists in the cosmos, and we have more of an accurate depiction of hell that I have not seen outside of the human realm. So when I go past the veil, and which we're going to talk about even further today— when I go past the veil and actually look into the multisensory world, I have not seen hell. So I don't think it exists. I, I also think that real hell, when people are experiencing a real hell, it's a personal experience. It's a, it's a, a, a self-loathing that they have with themselves. Um, so that's what I think really hell mm. is, um, is self-loathing with themselves. Yes. Got it. Perfect. Okay. Phone line? Yep. Christy from Bothell is joining us. She sounds oh, like she's very exhausted since the full oh. moon. Let's see yeah, if we can so. hype up some energy. Hi, Christy. Hi. I'm a high-energy person, but I'm just really exhausted, so I don't know if it's the energy of the full moon, but I had spent eight hours in the emergency room with Aww. a friend holding their hand Tuesday, and I came home. I've just been wiped out. Yesterday, well, I was just dragging, and I go, oh, God. You're so cute. Well, first of all, I do think that that moon actually was tiring. I, I thought it was. My assistant thought it was, Justine. Yes, so it is. I think it was a fairly tiring full moon. I feel better, so I felt better the day after, and it's, it's Taurus is an Earth sign. So I think it made us all ground and connect to the earth and get a little bit more practical and and all of those things. So I, I think your depiction uh, that the moon was partially responsible for your low energy is true. However, you're not very good at staying in your own lane. Staying in my own lane? Yeah. You're very sensitive. You feel people's emotions. You're sitting in the ER holding a friend's hand for hours and hours and hours, and you have yet to let go of that experience. So your energy is leaking out of your body to this person. And and I don't recommend that. Even as an energy worker, my job is to keep my energy in my body, channel high vibrational energy into my body, feed my body first and my being, and then move it into the people that I touch. And you do the opposite. If someone's in need, you just deplete all of your energy source immediately. You just give everything to them. And that's you not staying in your own lane. Stay in your own body. Take care of you first before you reach out and touch someone's hand in an ER. Mm-hmm. 
Does that make? I, I know you say "uh huh" really fast, but you still do not know what I'm talking about because I'm looking at your energy system. It has not changed yet. You're still very depleted. I'm still depleted. Okay. In my opinion, you are. So, uh-huh. so how about this? Is what I think needs to happen for your mind to get this okay. idea. It's okay that other people are depleted. It's not your job to empty your own gas until you learn to run energy that's enough for you and someone else. You're not allowed to give your energy away to anyone else. So I want you to start feeling selfish. Okay. That, that's hard for me. So. Uh, yes, I that's know. Really but it's, it's really important. It's, it's just like what the airline recommend when we're in flight and they're teaching uh-huh. us safety. We can't uh-huh. put oxygen on another person until we first put it on ourselves. Uh-huh. So it's like that for you. You Everyone needs high energy in their bodies for their organs and their physiology to work well. And uh-huh. even though you may be healthy, we add decades onto people's lives where they're draining their energy or just arbitrarily giving it to others. It could eventually affect their physical organs. It doesn't, uh-huh. doesn't mean that it will, but it could. And, and so you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you stay full. So that's what I want you to work on is I want you to start asking what if questions. What if... I uh-huh. cared as much about myself as I did other people. What if I believed my energy was just as precious as everyone else's? And what if I channeled beautiful light into my body all the time to keep my gas tanks full? Okay. I want you to start getting curious about those questions because that's what you need to have is a different perception on your value and your worth and what you need to be really ha- healthy and happy all the time. Uh-huh. Does that answer your question? Yeah. So I got to put more value. I'm I'm taking notes. Value and worth on myself. Treat myself as I do other people. Yeah. Feel the same way you do about you as you do other because you love other people and you would do anything for them. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to maintaining your own energy system, you just give it away. That's Mm -hmm. not Uh self-worth. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. All right. But but don't get upset about it. This is just information. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to nurture myself today. Yeah. Thank I'm you. I'm going to the chiropractor tomorrow, and I'm making an appointment for massage next week. So. Right. <laughs> and you're going to feel better in the, uh, at about 3 o'clock this afternoon. Okay, good. Okay? All, All right. right. Thank you, Thank Marie. you. Have a great day. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, there are ghosts mm-hmm. that exist. And, and what a ghost is, it's a person who was in physical form. So, you know, make sure that, because a lot of people think a ghost is... I don't know, someone who's way off from another dimension who's coming to the earth realm to scare us, you know. But really, a, a ghost is someone who was in a body, and they died, and they left their body, but they have not crossed over. And they are still reliving what happened to them while they were in human form. So the end of their life or something about their life was very traumatic for them personally, which could be something that could be minor for Benny or myself, but to someone else it could be very traumatic. So it it doesn't have to be something horrible like a murder or a death of a child or horrific disease. It could be something that others might think is very benign, but to to that individual, it's heartbreaking. And so they won't cross to the fifth dimension because remember what I said earlier, the fifth dimension feels benevolent, has very high positive, loving energy. This is where we all come from before we incarnate into the physical realm. Even if we were previously in a different dimension before we decided to go to the heaven for this world, which is the fifth dimension, we always have to come to the fifth dimension to get ready to get our energy to move into physical form. So someone who is now ready to go back to the fifth dimension, they're leaving the human realm, but something terrible has happened to them and they can't let go of it. So they keep thinking that their life is not over with. They actually don't believe that they're dead. Or even if they can hear angels, they just choose to ignore it because they're in so much pain. And I'm sure all of us could have, we've had moments like that where we're in so much 
pain emotionally about something that happened in our lives, we can't listen to reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't go to the therapist. We've we, tried everything. Yeah, but, but we won't listen to anyone. Sure. And people are trying to talk us off the ledge and help us to get, but nobody can get to right. you. So that's what a ghost is. And what the ghost is actually doing is they're, they are reliving that experience over and over and over again because they're trying to find a solution. They're trying to have a different outcome, but actually that lifetime doesn't even exist anymore. And so they're creating a little bit of chaos and really uncomfortable energy that we can feel when we walk past them, like that chill that you can feel sometimes. That doesn't always mean it's a ghost. It can mean multiple things, but a lot of times for most people, when you feel a chill, when you walk into some place, you're feeling a ghost or an opening in um, in the third dimensional space, like a portal, because we have portals actually all over the earth realm where beings can come and go through other dimensions through portals. They were used actually more traditionally long, 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 long time ago, but this, many of them are still open and many of them are still used. And when a portal exists, like in a house, which sometimes they do, it means that any kind of being can come through. It's like a subway. You know, it's, anyone can get on a subway. Anyone can move through a portal. And so portals can feel a little funky, like really cold energy, just like a ghost can feel like cold energy. And the best way to resolve a portal is to actually get some quartz crystals. Um, clear quartz would be best, maybe medium size, so not too small, not huge. You don't have to make a big investment. And put them where that, that cold air feels, and that will actually close up the portal. Mm. For a ghost, you literally have to talk to them. Literally, you, because they're not listening to the other side. They're not crossing over. So they need to have instruction from the human realm. And there are people that are dedicated and devoted to doing that. I think anyone can do it. But there are people who really love to do it. And they spend time helping others um, come to some sort of peace, even for a few moments, so that they can see that they have left their body, that lifetime does not exist, and their loved ones are calling for them. So that's what ghosts are. It's a ve- actually a very small percentage of people who leave their body become ghosts. Most people cross over within, some people immediately, within weeks, sometimes months. Um, and that's because so many of us can hear our loved ones on the other side, our grandparents, um, anyone that has gone before us that we've cared about is there. Um, in preparation for our crossing because people on the other side know that we're going to cross about four years before we actually do. Just like we prepare for our our incarnation about four years before we actually move into the to a womb or a test tube or whatever it is that uh, gets you here these days. (laughs) Hey, got to cover all the bases. Got to cover it. So who do we have on the phone line? Sure, we'll take uh, just one more call before our uh, last break of the show. We'll take Mary and uh, let me give it the number, Mary. Hang on just one second. 877-825-8828 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, if you're just tuning in, 877-825-8828. And now, Mary from New York, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Mary. How are you? Oh, I... I am so excited. Yeah, um, you're really loving the show, aren't you? <laughs> I love the energy in your studio right now. Aww. Oh, my God. Everybody I, loves I, all the dead stuff, you know? <laughs> uh, it's just, it, it seems almost like your birthday. Halloween. Oh, well, Halloween kind of is a birthday, in my opinion, because it gives everyone an opportunity to reevaluate their desire, their need, and their interest to connect to the multisensory world because the veil thins so thin. What typically thins the veil all the rest of the days, you know, in a calendar year is consciousness. So this is one of those times you don't have to be that aware or conscious to actually have the veil thin and to be able to have a multisensory experience. So what can I do for you? Um, I've never had a reading or um, 
heard anything about my spirit guide. Oh, so about your I spirit guide. Kind of like a base reading. Yeah, well, I can tell. I already drew out your energy. I draw out energy when I do anything distant, like on the radio. It's distant, right? People, you're in New York. I'm in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so I did that while I was chatting um, in between mm-hmm. phone calls. So you actually have really, really lovely energy. You're actually taking in a huge amount of energy right now. So your crown chakra is has probably some of the most energy I've ever seen being absorbed into a crown at one time. No, no kidding. I have layers of wow. arrows moving inward. Your root wow. is absorbing the back of your third eye. And of course, the front of your third eye is like what I would call textbook perfect. So wow. if, if you don't have a career in the spiritual realm, or you don't have a lot of hobbies that are connected to spirituality, you need them because it lights your soul on fire. You know, one of the things that lights my soul on fire is gardening. (laughs) Believe it or not, I love to garden. I love the smell of compost. Just ask my assistant. (laughs) She gets in the car sometimes. She goes... God, it kind of stinks in here. I go, yeah, it's the compost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recycling, we're organic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is organic. I can yeah. relate. I have a compost pile. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm not a professional gardener, but I love it so much. I even have my, I just recently bought my own lawnmower, and I'm about to get an edger, and I have a blower. So I'm like, I, I got rid of my yard guy because I'm like, I'd rather be out there. He does a great job, but I want to be out there. So what I'm trying to say to you, whether you have create a profession in spirituality or it becomes a hobby for you, it feeds you exponentially. So it's almost like if you don't have some activity in the spiritual realm, it's almost like you're not running on all cylinders. It, it's mm-hmm. it's like not having your batteries fully charged for you. Just like me, if I don't spend time outside it, with my hands in the mud and listening to frogs and picking up worms, <laughs> it's like I'm missing part of my charge because it's something that feeds my soul. So if you don't have this, I highly recommend that you work on that. Mm-hmm. And we already know you don't. So... Would you agree? Well, well, I I do and I don't. Okay. It's not not consistent. Okay. Yeah. So please make it consistent. Just like one of the reasons why I got a battery-operated lawnmower and and let go of my yard guys, because that means I have to go outside every couple of weeks and take care of the lawn. So it forces me to get out there. So if you can find something that's going to force you to get into the spiritual realm so that you can actually be fed. And who knows, it could be a profession for you. Um, I highly recommend that you make that type of commitment. Okay. 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 And um, spirit guides. Yeah, you you have 22. Wow. It's a really big number. Very few people have 22 spirit guides. Uh, According to Sue Fredericks, who we've interviewed once, I'm sure, Benny, you remember her name. She's been on lots of shows. Mm -hmm. Sue Fredericks, she's the author of um, I can see your dream job, something like that, and something else yeah. about partnership, and she works on grief right now. Anyway, she's lovely. 22 is considered a master number for the way that she looks at numerology, so you might want to look up in one of her books how she analyzes the number 22. But So you have 22 guides. Partnership is very important for you. Anyone who has twos or fours in their numerology, partnership is really important to them. So, um, yeah. I see, my, I see your dream job is the name of it. I book. see your dream job. She's got a yeah. mo- multiple books, Bridges Lots of Heaven. Of uh, I see oh. your soulmate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's lovely. I've, I've listened to your podcast with her. Great. So I, I would get on her website, look up what 22 means, and that's going to give you some information about your spirit guides, too, because that's a big number of guides. Lots of help. You can do whatever you want in your life. Got all the help you need. I, I welcome it. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you. Have a gorgeous Thank day you. in New York. 
Thank you. You're welcome. And we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy Intuitive.com. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure, if you want. What I about can... canoeing? Can we go canoeing too? I don't see why. What about a bike ride? No, I want to fish. Okay. I've never been fishing. Honey, we can do it all. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not. Is it going to be long? No, sweetie. I bet it takes forever. It's not that far. <sighs> Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? No way. Come on, come on. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking, plus much more. It's all right in your naturehood. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Magnetize your destiny with Affirm Your Worth cards created by intuitive self-healing author Marie Manucheri. These 50 cards build confidence and self-worth so you may magnetize a life on purpose. Within weeks, most people happily report surprising results. Visit energyintuitive.com to receive this life-changing tool. We live in a world that's become predictable. Our realities are filled with distractions, hopelessness, and confusion. We've begun to lose touch of what we're truly capable of. It's time for us to regain our true potential. Join psychic medium and crystal child Lindsay Paul as she connects to the other side and brings back messages from beyond. Along with her psychic and skeptic Abraham DeWeese and indigo child Sarah Ellis. They'll help you soar to new heights by answering your questions. Don't miss Wisdom Within Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're talking about all things scary as we are moving towards Halloween on Saturday. We hope everyone has a safe time and enjoys themselves and and gets to have some experiences because the ve- the veil will be very very thin. So what that means is 
Um, for a long time, and, and still the earth realm was still like this, consciousness wasn't something that humans really wanted to experience. When people left their, the fifth dimension or the heaven for this world and they incarnated into the earth, they did not want to remember their past lives. They didn't want to have any connection to a multisensory world. They wanted to learn things from kind of an unconscious place. And the belief has been that if you can do something from a higher self perspective unconsciously, you can do it anywhere. So the veil was there to protect us so that we would not have an awareness. It allows it allowed us to stay relatively unconscious. That's why we still have things like war and violence and crime on this planet because a lot of consciousness has not been fed into the earth realm. Things are changing. Humans are becoming more aware. And many people may even say that they've been waking up. Even people who don't study spirituality, who have never been interested in, in insight and awareness or energy, are using terms like, I feel very different. I'm changed. I have a different feeling right now. Wow. And we call that awakening, you know, where you awaken from the slumber of a lack of consciousness and you move into the realm of awareness. And when we're in awareness, we are in choice. We can choose different ways to experience life and instead of thinking we have no choice and there's only one road to take. Um, so the veil will be thinning regardless of anyone's consciousness on Halloween. And when it thins, it means that we can sense, hear, see, and feel through the veil and into the multisensory world. So what I want you to do, even if this does make you a little nervous or scared, try not to be too frightened by it because fear will actually shut down your energy system. And, and you may be able to pick up on that on a daily basis if driving in a car makes you scared or parenting or going to work or whatever because humans get frightened all the time over what I think are things that we don't need to be frightened about especially in in many parts of the world and so when that happens we shut down our energy so do your best to stay open that's why it's fun to dress up and play and and have fun on Halloween so that you get out of your old way of thinking that's what a costume does. It gets you out of your old perception, your old patterns, and lets you be free and silly and make different choices so that you can be available to the multisensory world and have new information, new experiences, and new insight that hopefully you can carry on beyond Halloween. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Sure. We'll take Gretchen now calling in from Bellevue. A good little question and comment about a Ouija board. Some Ooh, people Ouija don't boards, know what that yeah. is. We'll explain what it is. But some her son, I think, around some negative thoughts around it. So okay, yeah. Gretchen, explain what's going on. Hi. Well, thank you first for um, for doing what you're doing. I haven't been listening to you for very long, but I've bought your book and I'm learning a lot. And it's thank you. very, very helpful. Yeah, thank, thank you, Gretchen. I'm so glad you've enjoyed it. It was a pleasure to write. Good. Um, so, you know, my son and his friends a few weeks ago at a birthday party yeah. tried the Ouija board, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, and he, um, unfortunately, they asked it, you know, negative, scary course, questions, yeah. right? And so that's what they got. And he, right. um, according to the experience, they all thought he was actually going to be the target and was supposed to be hurt that evening at two thirty in the morning and came home super freaked out and, you know, <laughs> didn't want to go to sleep. In fact, I don't know that he did go to sleep until after two. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah. And then um, after that, he said, well, it, it, we just learned this last week, but um, he he first described it as hearing voices telling him to hurt himself and his friends. And now he said it's not exactly voices because it's not something he hears outside of himself. It's more Inside. kind of thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they're very scary and he's 
still stressed out about it. Right. Well, the fear didn't help, right? So so when we're in a lot of fear and there's a lot of fear around Ouija boards, my children were actually not allowed to use a Ouija board. Neither were I. We had really? to sneak out and go use the neighbors. Yeah, that's what my kids did. Yeah, we did. had to like not let my parents know about <laughs> right. it. Oh, yeah, they hated it too. Right. So so the, the reason the Ouija board is actually a real thing. It's a portal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it could happen that it could be made into a toy the configuration of language or the intention or the energy about it, it's literally a portal. So you never know what's going to come through the Ouija board, which is unfortunate because we do want people, and especially our young people, to be comfortable with the multisensory world. And so we want them to have good experiences rather than negative ones. But remember, when when things are coming in that are kind of scary, it doesn't mean they're bad. It's just our perception that makes it worse. So if, if a bunch of kids are scared why they're you know, connecting to a portal, they're going to be allowing more scary energy to come in. Not that it's really scary, but it's going to feel scary and they're going to be connected to that fear. So what your son needs to do is to actually start thinking positively. That's what he absolutely has to do. So you need to come up with a story and I want you to make one up about how that there was a beautiful energy that came in through the portal of the Ouija board that has blessed your son and 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 given him a blessing for a beautiful life. I want you to change the intention because intention is everything. When my kids actually called me one day and said, uh, um, my two older's older children were at a slumber party, and they go, "Mom, there's a Ouija board here." And I go, "Okay, well, you need to come home." That's literally <laughs> what I said to them. They go, "No, we're going to stay, but we promise we'll put white light around the Ouija board." I'm like, "Okay, great idea," and they had a blast. So everything's about intention, and so many of us, rightfully so, because it's a portal, but that negative energy just creates more negativity. So I want you to come up with a story that you can feel good about, that you're going to tell your son so that he starts to change his energy so he can get his mind off of those negative thoughts and start to connect to positivity. I can do that. I know you can. You're a great mom. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Great question. Thanks for calling in. That was fun. <laughs> right? It did bring back some <laughs> memories. Uh, I believe last time we tried it, of course, I think it was in college, we asked it some questions and we never got a firm answer back. And we're like, ah, oh, this isn't real then. But when you're younger, though, I mean, I do right. remember it worked on a couple. I, I think I think it's a real tool, but again, it just can pull in mischievous sure. energies. Mm-hmm. And we want to have positive yeah. experiences with the other side. You can ask it those, too. You yeah, sure. Or you, you could maybe put a white light around it. Sure. But, you know, you could literally ask in the bathroom with a candle lit by yourself you can ask the universe anything and and when you ever ask a question that you want an answer to get your energy elevated first make it expand get happy first because then you're going to be connecting to your higher self because your higher self which is connected to god consciousness if you will or universal consciousness is high energy so get in a positive mood before you ask a question don't ask questions when you're negative you're not going to get good answers you're not going to get helpful mm-hmm. information you're just going to get more negativity and fear and doubt that's already rests in the human brain because the ego resides in our brain and the ego is drenched in fear so you want to get out of the mind you want to be connected to your org field and you want it to expand exponentially so you can get helpful valuable advice perfect I think we have time for one more caller. It's Suni from Seattle. So, Suni, welcome to the show. I think you have a great story or dream, actually, I should say, for us. Oh, thank you. Uh, And thank you so much for using your life this way and for blessing us today. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. What can I do for you? Um, I had a dream. It was several years ago. And in this dream, which seemed to be focused on travel, um, I was in a room that was all blue. And there were people, none of them that I recognized, but they all seemed to be older and they were wearing white robes. 
and it seemed like they were trying to direct me, but I couldn't really figure out what was going on because I kept trying to figure out who are they (laughs) and why am I here? (laughs) Right. And so I think I missed it. Oh, so you want to know what that meant? Yes, I want to know what that meant. All right. So I believe that you were seeing a group of elders. So, And because you have great respect for the elderly. Did you know that? Yes. You have great respect. So your consciousness is trying to communicate to you. This is what happens when we dream. At night, we actually, our energy leaves our body and goes off to another dimension. Not always the fifth dimension. It could go to a very different dimension where more of our consciousness exists. So our energy leaves our body, goes off someplace out in the cosmos where it gets revitalized. It's like that's where we recharge our energy system before we come back to earth and wake up and have another life on earth. This happens to all human beings every single night. So your being, your, your, your wholeness is trying to get you to evolve. And it's trying to get you to evolve through speaking your truth. And you ha- it knows that you have this great um, respect for elders. And so it created, with your permission, of course, a dream where you're in this place where you see these beautiful elders and you're, you're really attracted to them. You can't stop looking at them. And they're wearing blue robes. So blue is the color of the throat chakra and the fifth layer of the auric field. And it's about speaking truth. And you tend to repress your voice and your awareness. Would you agree? I've been told that. Okay. So you don't know yet, but you... I don't know yet. But you've, but you've heard it a few times. So mm-hmm. here's what I recommend. When you hear something a couple times and you don't know if it's true or not, do you ever get curious about it? Do you ever ask, well, do I repress my truth? Am I aligned with my highest consciousness? Do I contract away from my knowingness? Get curious and ask those questions because the universe is not a vacuum. It loves to communicate. But many times humans don't even ask the question. We don't even get curious about the things that people have brought to our attention that could be very effective. So now you've got this message, let's say, three or four times from a dream, from me, other people, perhaps, readings that you have had. I don't know. But you've gotten this message multiple times, and the veil is thinning on Saturday. So I think that's a perfect day. First, you have to get your energy elevated. Get a, you need to get happy about something, which could be burning a beautiful candle that smells something that you love. And then I want you to ask that question, you know, am I connected to my truth? Or would it be in my highest good to have a better understanding and a better a vibration with my truth of consciousness. So, however you want to word it is perfectly fine, but clearly you need to get clear about this, and Saturday's the day to do it. Okay, thank you for You're that. You're welcome. Do I have time to ask that second question that I mentioned? Uh, Super fast, like less than 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. Uh, my great grandmother, um, when she passed, before she passed, she said she had something to tell me. I went to the hospital um, the next day, and she had already passed. And I'm wondering what was that that she wanted to say to me? (laughs) She wanted to tell you from the bottom of her heart that she loves you and she's grateful for every moment that you've been in her life. She wasn't always good at sharing the mushy stuff, but she wanted to right before she died. Absolutely true. Okay. Thank you. Have a gorgeous day and happy Halloween, everyone. Be safe. Bye-bye.